If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of DadCast. Today, we got a fun one, man, but before I introduce to you who is on the show, gotta say hi to Nick. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. He is Nick. I am JP. We are the hosts of DadCast. Today on the show, we have country superstar musician, Mr. Craig Campbell rocking his Tesla, man. How are you? <laughs> man, I'm doing uh, Good, good. I'm sorry. That, that cut out. Uh, do we hear you okay right now? Yeah, I can hear you. I said, I'm doing well. How are you? Fantastic. Guys? We're good, man. We're happy awesome. you're on yeah, here. Really good. You are now officially the first guest in well over 100 guests um, that is doing their show live from their <laughs> Tesla. And uh, we talked about doing it in mine back when I had mine. But uh, wow. Yeah, go we figure, Nick. Like a, we did a vlog. Yeah, we, to, we did. We so. did. We did a vlog, but Craig Campbell's the first guest doing it from his Tesla, man, which I think is absolutely amazing. All right. Well, Craig, so the premise of DadCast, man, um, it's two dads, Nick and I, who talk to celebrity dads, you in this case, about being dads, our path, the adventure, all that good stuff. Now, we do, of course, have guests on the show who are not dads. Um, some are women, obviously not dads, but that begs the question. And the very first question is the rite of passage on DadCast. Are you a dad? I am a dad. Yes. Times two. Times two. Talk boys, girls, talk to us. Got two girls. Uh, Presley, she's my oldest. She just turned 15 uh, last weekend. And then my my Kenny Rose, is, she is uh, 12 years old. And she's my, she, you know, they're both, and I'm blessed. I got two great, uh, makes being a dad really awesome. Uh, and it's so crazy how much they are alike, but then also how much, how different they are. Uh, Presley they, is one of my amazing sweetheart, like super sensitive, tender hearted, amazing little old singer. Um, and Kenny Rose is the, the opposite of that. She don't give a damn about nothing. <laughs> uh, and when I say that, I mean that like, she don't like, Presley's right now. She's a little boy crazy. Kenny, Kenny has boys that are like you know that are coming around saying that they like her, but she don't care about that. She's like, I'm I'm just here to party, man. You know, like <laughs> uh, none of that phases me. You know, it's just yeah, it's 
they're it's amazing how alike they are but also how different they are gotcha now how is that how is it for dad being that the 15 year old daughter is boy crazy how are you handling all that i'm i hate it uh and you know they but at the same time i'm, I'm navigating I'm, I've, I've never been here before and, it's, and we've had these conversations me and her it's like you know i every day with her is new as far as being a dad to a 15 year old i've never done that before and right you know she's never been 15 either so it's like we me and her are learning this together and it's it's a it's a challenge uh but i'm i feel like we're i'm doing the best i can and she's doing the best she can have you answered the door wearing a shotgun yet <laughs> uh, well well she hasn't been on any kind of dates like that yet but i i'm uh i'm ready i'm ready for that day whenever he, he shows up that's good it's stuff her, but yeah, it is what it is. Are you still uh, getting along well with uh, the older one? Because in Nick and I's experience, uh, right about 15 years old, they yeah. entered that zone of um, basically we hate dad. We know everything. Dad, you couldn't possibly know anything about the world and the way of life and uh, really enter that independent type thing. How is that working out for you? Is that is that is that there? Yeah. I mean, it's, we are kind of there. I think she still, she still respects me and still uh, like, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm still that authority figure for her. I'm still her dad. I'm still there when she needs me uh, and she calls me for certain things, but she also, you know, she also has the mind frame of, I don't understand, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and it's a hard, you know, it's, it's hard for me to explain to her, like, baby, I've been there. I know. And I find myself saying the same things my parents said to me, and I always thought they were they were stupid as well. Yep. Uh, but, you know, it's like, and, it, and it's, for me at this moment, I, I know what the boys her age are thinking, and that's the, that's the trouble yes. with it all. And trying to pound so, that into their head uh, delicately, uh, respectively, without coming across negatively to, in the mind of a 15-year-old, that is the pickle. That is the battle. Um, I think, Nick, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit on my way out of it with uh, my oldest. She just turned 18 back in December. And uh, St. Patrick's Day, just a couple days ago, she had a boyfriend over for dinner. And, you know, we did the whole corned beef and hash and all that good stuff and cabbage. And he was super polite and said all the right things. And right in the middle of it, I just looked at him and says, you know, you can be yourself, kid. You know, you're an adult. My daughter's an adult. Uh, you're telling me all the things I want to hear. But, you know, I'm 10 feet away from you when you're hanging out talking to her. And I could see how, you know, you really are. So let, let's right. let's let's cut the act, man. Let's let's just just be you. I, I want to know who you are because right now it's a negative impression because I feel like you're faking it with me, and um, you know that they're all adults. But so it's it's yeah, man, difficult, tough. But my, my favorite is my daughter's very into church and youth group, so she always shows up with the boys from youth group, and I'm like, Emma. I was a boy that went to youth group. <laughs> you know, it's, it, we, all we all thought the same thing, uh, you know, just be careful. And she's like, but dad, he's a good, good church boy. I'm like, yeah, he might be a good church boy, but still be careful. 
<laughs> right. I, I went. I was, uh, you know, strong Southern Baptist growing up in South Georgia. Matter of fact, I played piano for my church for from the time I was about nine years old till I graduated. And uh, so, yeah, we went to church Monday, Sunday night, or Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, vacation Bible school, revival, all of that. Church lock-ins, which is now that I'm a dad, is a terrible idea. <laughs> the worst idea. That. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst idea. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm if a, if a if Presley brings home a boy that that she's like, oh, but daddy goes to church. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's I know, not helping. I know all about those guys, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, take us back, man. About 16 years ago. It was a fateful day, and uh, the wife, girlfriend, whatever at the time, let you know that you were going to be a dad. How were those emotions? Yeah, Can you recall uh, that day? It was it was a trip, man. Uh, we had just moved into a new house, um, and uh, and it was you know one of those. It, I can tell you the whole story about just how it all the process even led up to getting moving into this house. But uh, yeah, she she said, "Hey, I'm late," and I'm like. You know, my first thought was late for what? Right. You know, we, yeah. <laughs> we're, it's the middle of the week. We have no plans. And anyways, you know, then I was like, oh, my gosh. And like we we weren't trying, but we had decided to stop uh, not being able to. Does that make sense? Yes. So we're like, hey, if it happens, we, we, we are in a space in our lives now that this it's a good time to do this. Uh, and so it wasn't like it was, it wasn't a shock shock, but at the same time, you never can be a hundred percent prepared for that. And I would say the biggest change for me is just emo the emotions that I went through. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I gotta, you know, me and Mindy, we can take care of ourselves, but now I got to figure out how to take care of another human being. And that was, I was barely, you know, I was a brand new husband, so I, I still don't even know how to do that. So it was all of this was new. And, uh, so then the the uh, the idea of that, you know, it, it filtered over into my songwriting and my, my performing and the perspectives that I had that changed immediately. Like a lot of things that I thought was important was no longer important. And things that were important had never even been on my radar. So that was a, that all happened. That all happened fairly quick. Now, uh, fast forward, were you in the room for birth? Yeah. How'd yeah, that I day go? It was great. <laughs> a quick story. Uh, I had told my wife about two weeks before her due date. I said, look, you don't be coming home with no, with, with the, with no gas in your car because <laughs> you know, we live about 30 minutes from the, from the hospital and uh, sure enough, you know, she, we, uh, we get the, the morning of her, of her due date. And here, another thing she's, she wakes up about 4 AM and says, Oh, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And I'm like, just get back in bed. It's, you, you know, it's your due date. It's, you're just, it's in your head, blah, blah, blah. So she gets back in her bed, in the bed. A little bit later, she says, ah, she gets back up. She's like, man, I'm just telling, I'm telling you something ain't right. And I said, either go into labor or get back in bed and shut up. 
<laughs> and uh, she's so she did. And then the third time she hops up real fast and stand, she's standing in the bathroom and her water broke. I said, OK, I believe you now. All right. Yep. It's time. So, she, so yeah. And then sure enough, we get in the car. Her gas light's on. <laughs> so she's in labor. We have had to stop and get $5 worth of gas just to make it to the hospital. And then we get there. It's about 530 in the morning by this point. And I, I just parked in the very first parking spot I could get to. And uh, fast forward, just long story short, she ends up having to have an emergency C-section. Uh. Uh, so I'm scrubbed up. I got the, the, the outfit on the mask, the, head, the, the gloves and over the intercom. Somebody says, if you drive a silver Honda civic tag number, blah, 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 you are about to be towed. And that was our car. Cause we had parked in one of the doctor's parking spots and he wasn't, he was not happy about it. Oh, no. So I was like, Hey, that's my car. And the nurse was like, baby, you don't worry about it. We'll, we'll take care of it. You, you go have, you go have that baby. In. And, uh, my father-in-law went out there and moved the car, but yeah, it was, it was an eventful morning. Not, not <laughs> only did I become a dad, it was a lot going on. Yes, sir. Well, yeah. there usually is. Um, so Nick can tell you here, I, I'm transitioning in for Nick here real quick. Uh, Nick is basically the same age as you. You guys are from the same cloth as far as age is concerned. And he just had a baby girl. She's what? Two months old, oh, Nick? Gosh. Yeah. Eight, eight weeks. Today. Eight weeks. Or, yeah. Today. Yeah. Is Man. it possible? Bless your, bless your heart. Is it possible that a baby brother could uh, join the Camel Residence or is that ship sailed? No. No, that, 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 that ship sailed uh, about a month or two after Kenny was born. I went and uh, took care of that. I took myself out of the... Uh, out of the father pool again. All right. Well, I, I hate to break it to you, but I, I, Nick I did, the, Nick same did the same thing. So I have a, I have <laughs> seven kids and my youngest at the time when I, uh, when we started having kids again was 13. Yeah. 13. And my wife, I got remarried and she didn't have any kids and she's like, Hey, I really want to have a kid. So I'm like, I'm fixed. That's that ship sailed a long time ago. So we uh, ended up getting unfixed and went through IVF, and we have a two-year-old and an eight-week-old now. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm a glutton for nope. money. A two-year-old, not two-week. Yeah. You just yeah, said you had a I'm two and an that. eight. Yeah, sorry. Two, a two, yeah, two-year-old and an eight-week-old. All right. So, okay. So then we're just holding out to be a granddad a to kids then. A granddad to a boy. <laughs> That's the, it. Okay, That's gotcha. It. Now, look. If 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 uh, the good Lord decided that you know miracles happen, you know, and, and I end up fathering another child with my wife, I mean that it's just meant to be, and uh, you know, so that is what that is. But as far as like, no, I mean I'm I'm no longer a a, a player in the game, if that makes any sense. Oh, I hear you. It's like I so how is uh, like how is did you take your girls out on tour with you and stuff? Did you guys? I have. I mean, they've been on the road with me a little bit, you know, but I've always been where I am in my career. There's you know, when I travel on a bus or whatever, we, we always, there's always eight, eight other dudes on the bus. And it's just, it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to bring a family out with all that. And plus is on the road is, is super, super boring. Contrary to popular belief, there's, you know, you get to a, to a, a county fair, there's nothing to do. You're usually in the middle of nowhere. And so that's super boring. Now I do have 
I do have a few places that I've been that if that I've, I've written down that if I go back, I'll take my family because, because I know they'll have a great time. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they've been out with me a little bit, but not not all the time. Do uh, does the oldest take advantage? Actually, do either of them take advantage yet of uh, dad being a <clears throat> rock star and using that to their advantage in any way? Sometimes, I mean, I don't. They don't use it, but like sometimes, whenever we're out and somebody, I get recognized, and they'll they, people come up and want to take a photo. It, I could tell that that makes them very proud of me. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, on the, on the flip side of that is like it's all normal. It's this is all they've ever known. So yeah, it nothing surprises them about you know the crowds that I play in front of or the bus that I roll around in. It's just like oh, it is what it is. You know, for the longest time, they actually thought everybody's dad did what I did. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny you say that. We've had a few guests come on that said the exact same thing. You know, I forget who it was, but, you know, that's just the normal. That's that's what you do, man. That's life. Um, for me, now, granted, I'm about 75 pegs below you when it comes to celebrityism, but I work in radio and have for about 20 years in the area that I, we, we live here in Southern Oregon. And in a 40-square-mile radius, I'm pretty famous. And uh, everywhere we go, doesn't matter where we go, every single time we go anywhere with either of my kids out, someone's like, oh, JP, what's up, man? How are you? Blah, 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 blah. You know, they do the thing. And uh, they just assume that I'm some, you know, super famous guy. And like I said, around here I am. But again, I get out of that 40 square mile range and I'm just a nobody. And it's fantastic. I'll tell you what. I don't know, man. But, Vegas is starting to pop off for us, though. Yeah, Vegas is starting to recognize us with the podcast yeah. and all that good stuff. But um, Well, I mean, I'm... I can I can disappear into a crowd with the ball cap on, you know. If I if I don't have my cowboy, it's hard for, to be recognized without my cowboy hat on. So I mean, it's it's a, you know, I love wearing the cowboy hat, but then sometimes you know it's just like okay, I can take it off and, and just blend in. Right. So let's shift away from the children here real quick. Let's talk about the career and the music, man. Uh, I did a little deep dive and I saw a a, a gap, uh, a a little bit of a gap. And then recently things are starting to pick up again. So talk to us, man. What's up with the new music? You touring all the good stuff. Yeah. uh, So over the last 10 years, I've, I've had a couple of record deals and, and when you're signed to a record deal, what they do is they'll, they'll go in and just cut a whole, you know, record a bunch of songs and, and they'll only put out one or two, or sometimes they'll put out a record and sometimes they don't. So in my case, uh, two record deals ago, I, I recorded a whole record and it never came out. And then when I was at Broken Bow, I, I, I recorded probably a dozen songs that never came out. So whenever I left those record deals, I was able to take all those songs with me. Nice. And now that I'm independent, I just, I can do whatever I want. And so I thought, man, I love those songs. There's no reason for those songs to be sitting on a hard drive. So I finished them and decided, you know, to turn them loose, let them live. And that's what we did. We did that. uh, The first half of the record came out February the 17th. And now the uh, second half of that record will be out in June. Boom. Very cool. Yeah. Any shows planned for it? Man, we're always touring. We're all, uh, I'm, uh, I just was in Miami Friday night. Um, I'm off this weekend, but we got a lot of cool stuff coming up for the end of March, and then April kind of it starts getting real busy for the summer. But yeah, I'm always I'm always doing something. 
Where it so you're just in Miami? Actually, I love doing a format like this where we can just talk about anything and everything that comes up. Uh, I'm a yeah. big fish taco aficionado, and I spend a okay. lot of time at least once a year. Haven't been there yet. In fact, this is the time of year I'm supposed to be there. But South Florida, Hollywood, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, me and the lady we we vacation there, and sometimes it's I just fly out there just to eat fish tacos. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite you know thing about Miami? You know, I'm dead serious. I literally, I'm like, I spent two grand on flights and we're, we're going to get tacos. I last year he texted me, he's like, yeah, I'm going to get fish tacos. I'm like, bro, we're, we're in Oregon. What are you doing? <laughs> well, you see the weather, like what it's like this time of year in Oregon, man. So, yeah. but as far as Miami and the South of Florida is concerned, do you have much time to you know, hang out and do anything? And if so, what is it you like to do there, man? Or if, okay, if you vacation there then, so well, no, I don't, I don't. I try to. I'm not a. I'm not a party guy. Right. So and Miami's Miami's is that. Uh, and, well, and neither am I. I'm a I've food even, guy. <laughs> so the, I honestly, this, this past Friday was the first time I'd ever been to South Beach. So, um, was there, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm a firm believer in, no matter where you are, if it's a if it's full of if it has some culture. Find it and and enjoy it. So Miami is very has a lot of Cuban flair. So yeah, I was like okay, I was like okay, where do we go eat this? That's that has a, the the best Cuban flair. So we went to a place called Havana or Havana, right? You get a Cubano and I had sandwich, little pork and pickles. Mm. Well, my my couple of my band members did. I did not. I got something that the waitress recommended that was uh i think what it was better than than what they had but it was a steak it was on the the cuban bread right and it was just it was just delicious and then we had some really good mojitos and man i'm telling you what it didn't take but two pictures and me and me and my band were like feeling it <laughs> uh but they were it was it was great great food as far as Miami Beach and Miami itself, like you asked me what's my favorite part. I don't know that I have anything that I, that's my favorite part. I just because I was I love being there and I love doing the show, but I was ready to get out of there, too. Yeah, uh, I can understand that, too. It's like I'm, I'm not, not a, my cup of tea. I'm not a big partier either. Like I said, I'm a big eater and, uh, you know, spend some time on the beach, get a little Airbnb, do a little shopping, eat some tacos. Uh, that, that's what we go there for. And and we try to also make it down to the keys because um, just, I also like driving and just driving that three and a half hours from Miami down to Key West and back is, I, yeah. it's amazing. It's a whole different we, world. I've done that. I've done that when, you know, we, for the songwriter festival, we, we flew into Fort Lauderdale and rented a car and drove the rest of the way. That's, that is a beautiful, beautiful drive and some hey you talking about some good food there's some good food between there and key west oh yes there is alabama jacks i don't know if you heard of it <laughs> i've been there okay all right man you know what i'm talking yeah. about some conch fritters and, and then, oh and then what's what's that place that you stop and you could feed the uh the tarpon uh, oh there's so many different places i i think it's it between it's isla morada somewhere i think i can't remember the name of it yeah it was pretty cool yeah man that's now you're Oh, so I think I'm going to book my tickets and surprise Jen, Nick, as soon as we're done. Uh, we don't have a very busy. What's next no, month? April. April? April's pretty, yeah, April's pretty dead. Yeah, um, we, we got to get so there before October, man. Favorite, 
place to play shows? I mean, because you're not like you don't like tour like nonstop like like some of the younger artists, right? Like you're you're kind of doing the bigger festival type deals. Well, I do. I, I'm very selective on the shows that I play. I mean, I got. I'm, they're very specific. Like, I'm first and foremost, I'm trying to make some money. Second, uh, if it's if it's in front of a a big big crowd, then you know I don't have to make as much money because of the exposure side of it. Right. And then, um, you know, there's. So I don't, I don't tour like I did when I first started, I was doing, I was gone. I was in, I was sleeping in another bed. Like that wasn't my bed, probably 250 dates at nights a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm, I've scaled it back. I do about 65 shows a year. That's cool. Do you have like a favorite place yeah. you go to? Like favorite venue, favorite area? Oh man. It, no, I don't care, man. It can, look, I can play, I can play a show in front of 20,000 people that could give a damn if I'm there or not. But then I could play a show in front of 200 people that are extremely fired up that I'm there and are there to, to have a good time and hear some good music. And it's almost like, man, I think I'd rather do that mm-hmm. uh, every time. Something to be said about those intimate shows. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Especially because, you know, they're there for you, typically. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some, some of these big festivals that you get and that you get uh, uh, booked on, you know, the, yeah, there might be 25,000 people there, but there, I would venture to say that half of them are there just to party and have and drinking and get hammered up. Uh, and then you got the other half, you divide it up to amongst all the people that are on the bill. So, I mean, you might have a small pocket of fans there just for you, but man, it's just, it's, there's a disconnection when it comes to those big festivals. So, I just I feel more comfortable being in a honky tonk in front of five hundred of country music loving people that that are there to for the music. Yeah, I was talking to Aaron Lewis came out to Bend, Oregon, a few years ago, and I got to hang out with him for the day. And it's kind of the same thing, you know. He come he came from Stain playing the huge festival shows, stadium shows, and he played a small five hundred seat venue in Bend. He's like, dude, this is way better because. The fans love it. Everybody's there to hear the music and they, they can relate to the, the lyrics and stuff. And so it's, it's kind of cool to hear that, that side of it instead of just, Oh, I just want to wherever. And Craig Campbell. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just for sure. I'm sorry. You can play a show anywhere in the world with an artist living or dead who you have not previously played with. Who's it going to be? And where's that show going to play at? Oh man, that's it's crazy. We I've been asked that question before, and it's always a tough, tough answer. Um, I mean, I'd love to spend some time with Keith Whitley. I'd like to, I mean, you know, I I I say Keith Whitley would be my guy, just so that I. But but there would be a contingency of like I get to spend the whole day with him, and I get to talk to him, and I get to ask him questions. Um. So there and then where would we play um let's say bob's in texas let's just say that let's just you know because it's classic honky-tonk and you know it gets rowdy and they love their shinerbach and and just whiskey and it's just i think it'd be fun where was that one more time you broke up 
Billy Bob's in Texas. Billy Fort Bob's Texas, in Texas. All right, with Whitley. Yeah. All right. So you would love that answer. And Nick, I s- normally I wait for that question, but it just seems so fitting right then and there. Right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh, I had something on the tip of my tongue. I had it, and then... And, and, I got so excited when you're telling me about the where in Texas. Uh, it, it, it was a daughter-related question too, man. Oh, okay. We'll get back it'll to come it. Back. It'll it'll come yeah. back. Uh, so, d- where do you call home base now? Is it still you still living in Tennessee? Yeah, I live uh, just south of Nashville, a little town called Eagleville. All right. I I made my first trip to Nashville in July of last year. Why are you laughing, Nick? Because the circumstances of that trip are laughable. Well, we won't discuss the circumstances of said trip. We're just going to state the fact that I went there and I and I got to go down, you know, that main strip where all the honky tonks are. And man, so cool. Just I mean, I'm a music guy. It doesn't matter what kind of music it is. If it's good, I like it. And uh, and that has changed as I've gotten older, by the way. Um, But I, I love that town. Now, I didn't like the fact that it was hot. And, and ridiculous. And I think our good friend Barry Corbin said it was like um, sitting in a sponge in that time of year. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I will be honest with you, you know, lower Broadway is, is, has changed a lot in the last every, a couple, maybe a year or two before COVID. And ever since COVID, man, it's been, it is lights out insane. Um, and I don't, it's again, that's not my cup of tea. You know, I had a guy call me the other day. He's like, hey, I got some friends in town. I want to show them around. Uh, won't you meet us down on Lower Broadway? I said, negative. Yeah, it's negative. Y'all could have it on a Friday, too. I said, no, I'm not doing it. It's just, uh, and I hate to sound like the old guy, but man, when I was when I was there, because that's where I got discovered. But when I when I was playing down there, man, you could go on a between Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and sit down. And then just really enjoy some good music and no crowd. It was just just good. Sit down, have a beer. Now Fridays and Saturdays were what they were, but it ain't like that anymore, man. It ain't at all. Yeah, it gave me a whole Mardi Gras feel, New Orleans, when I was when I was down there, and little little too packed, but I had to experience it. You know, I'm here. Uh, I gotta oh, yeah, check this I, out. I tell yeah, I tell people all the time, you gotta at least go see it. Well, at least once. Go down there. Down there about five thirty, see the see the shift change. You know when when some the bands are switching over, and from six to ten, you know enjoy yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Also got the opportunity to go uh, check out uh, Johnny Cash's farm, uh, which is just outside of Nashville. And there was like a mini. You been there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That little that little like no, barn. Oh, there's like a little barn out there. It's like a mini museum with his car and just. Whew, that was an experience, man. I had a good time, man. So yeah, I've heard about it. I've heard about it. Would love you should go check it out since you're there. It's, I mean, you walk in and you just, I, I, it's hard to explain, but it's almost as if he's there. Yeah, he's just hanging out with you a little bit. Nick, you got something? <laughs> no, I'm just adjusting. You adjusting? <laughs> oh yeah. man! All right, we're so talking, we're, we're talking about being the old guys. <laughs> I'm the oldest out of you, out of the three, for the record. I don't know. My body's like an eighty-year-old. Craig Campbell, you gonna make it out to the West Coast at all anytime this year? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm actually gonna be in Santa Rosa. 
I got. I know I got something in Bakersfield. It's a fundraiser at the Crystal Palace. Okay, uh, coming up pretty soon. And then I'm also also going to be at a, a some some resort doing an acoustic show. Actually, taking my family to that um, coming up in July. Um, Santa Rosa, I think, is is where we're going. That's where yeah, it is. Close to San Francisco. Any Vegas? Um, any Vegas dates? No, but coincidentally, my uh, the guy that books Stonies, his name is Toad. He texted me yesterday, and uh, we were just back and forth. And then he's like, "Yeah, we need to get you back out here because I was there a few months ago at Stoney's and had a great time." So try to get out to Vegas at least once a year. Okay, well, yeah, we, need, is great. we need to find out that date. We need to get it secured because uh, I spend many a day in Vegas, and I would love. <laughs> To check you out live and in person, man, in, in, in Las Vegas. Because, well, it's just, it's Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm going to see, uh, 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 what is wrong with my brain today, Nick? I don't know, man. Zach Brown. <laughs> Zach Brown Band next month in uh, in, in Vegas. Um, oh, I've yet okay. to see Zach, and I'm looking real forward to that. By the way, don't book any podcasts for those dates, Nick. I'll let you know when they are. <laughs> Excuse me. Getting over love, being a little sick. So 15-year-old, 12-year-old, complete opposites. They're getting close to that age, or one of them is getting close to adulthood there, Craig. Um, what are your fears, if any, moving forward with these children? Because as dads, man, all of us, we all got something that we're just uh, secretly scared of I'm, fe- I'm I'm fearful for my oldest to get a driver's license <laughs> she's a she's a great kid she's super smart but man she's she's easily distracted and um I was talking to my brother and he's like yeah he said man when they get their driver's license he said you you'll never sleep good again he's like you yeah it's not until they're not until they're home under in their bed Lights off. He said, "It's just, and every time the phone rings, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, you're gonna get a cold chill because some, you, you, your first thought is something has happened." I don't mean and to, so, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean to uh, exasperate what you just said, but I need to tell you a story from my own experience. Okay, so my daughter, who's 18 now, she got her license. I think about 16 and a half, 17 years old. So anyhow, she finally got her license. Uh, don't even get me started on the training up to that part. You know, dear God, those are stories. But so she had her license for less than 12 hours. Okay. The night, in fact, the night she got her license, um, she was staying at, uh, you know, at a friend's house or something along those lines, um, wasn't home. And I go to the, get some food with my, my son and we're at the drive through and we leave the drive-through and I see a car that's very, very similar to my daughter's. And I pull up and yep, there it is. It's her car, the stickers are everything that are in the windshield. And I wrap around front and the whole thing's caved in. I mean, oh, like, like a gnarly rear end accident, this car hit something else and she's nowhere to be found. And she hasn't called oh, us. And I like, oh my God, and by the way, I need to, I'm, I'm her stepdad. So she spends time with and her dad and, and, you know, our house. So we assumed she was over there because she was too afraid to call us and mom. 
But so we finally got her on the phone. And we're like, what, what, what's, are you okay? First of all, she's like, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's cool. And, uh, you know, it was just a quick little fender bender. No one was hurt whatsoever. Her ego was certainly, uh, bruised and hurt a lot, but her excuse for not calling us was she was embarrassed. And I says, Hey girl, I get it. You know, I, boy, do I get it. Especially you. She's a little sensitive, uh, but you can't do that. I mean, the worst case scenario happened. I found your car accidentally totaled and you're nowhere to be found. And we haven't got a phone call. So anywho, you know, not to scare you or anything yeah. even more, but you know, it, it, can you imagine <laughs> that was, no, I, I, you know, and you know, on a personal level too, um, when I was 16 years old, my, I was still living at home. But my sister was nine years older than me. She uh, she was in a car wreck, and the phone rang about about eleven thirty one night. And uh, sure enough, she was in a wreck, and she didn't she didn't make it. Mm. So I, that's always going to be in the back of my brain. Yeah, as well. Well, that's tough, man. Sorry about that. That's whew. Yeah. uh well, you know. So that. So that to answer your question, those are that's my fear. My girl's driving. <laughs> gotcha. Understandable. Hey, you know what? You throw her in that Tesla, man. That is one of the safest vehicles out there, if not the safest. Well, that's that's the plan. The plan is she's going to get this one, um, and me and her mom will probably get another one. Uh, but yeah, that's and that's part of it. You know, people are like, "You're going to give your daughter a Tesla?" I'm like, "Dude, I can. I have the app. I can see it. I can see how yep. fast she goes. I can shut it down. You can make it so and, it doesn't go past seventy miles an hour ever. <laughs> it, it legit. It legit is one of the safest vehicles on the road. Yep. It just so it's. Um, you know, I don't care what people say. There's a, a report recently. Now the the this, the facts behind said report are pretty gruesome. But um, a Tesla Model Three went off a cliff in California on in the beach. We're talking, you know, hundreds of feet, rolling over and over on rocks and landing at the bottom. Everyone in that car perfectly fine. Not barely a scratch or a bump. Now, the crappy part is, yeah. is the dad drove it off the cliff on purpose, but he didn't realize how safe that oh, the damn car was. And everything, you know, everyone survived. Everyone, there was even a, an infant. I mean, they had five people in that car, and they're all fine. And, I mean, if that's not a testament to the safety of this car, Tesla, yeah, go ahead know. and send one yeah, exactly. courtesy of DadCast. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> But yeah, man, what scares me, though, is how fast they are. And I know we could tweak them. We could tweak them. But, you know, for a 16-year-old girl, boy, you name it, that's pretty tempting, man. Even, you know, I guess you could put it in that that disable the, the sport mode and just do it, have it creep. I don't know. But, yeah, give her that car. Long story short. Well, this one, well, like I said, the good, the good thing is this one don't have the sport mode, so we're good. Right. It's still pretty quick, though. I've driven them. It is quick. It is quick. <laughs> Nick, come on, baby. You got a fast five for us? I do. I've, I got some new questions. This time you too. do? I'm so proud of you. All right. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Craig, I've worked in radio. This was a segment that we did on the radio called the Fast Five. You can ask you five quick questions. And, uh, you know, they could be one word answers. You can get in depth. Entirely up to you. Nick, have at it. All right. First one Do you have any silly TikTok dances with your daughter? Like <laughs> Walker Hayes does. <laughs> I do have I do have a uh, TikTok dance. I'm not I'm not the TikTok dancer, but we uh, we just had a new song come out 
back in January, a song called Tractor Songs that was written and produced by a TikTok star named Walker Hayes. Mm-hmm. So he made he made up a dance, and then he challenged me. He's like, "Where where you at, Craig?" And I was like, "Well, damn it, here we go. I got to do this dance." <laughs> uh, and I did it. We did it, but I was able to get my wife and my daughter to do it with me, so it wasn't so bad. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I love watching Walker stuff. It's it's so good. Like gets the whole yeah. family involved. It's like he seems like such a great guy. Girl, you're knocking yeah, the restless off my boots. Girl, okay. you're knocking the restless off my boots. You have a funniest dad fail. I'm sure we, we've all done stupid things as dads. Funniest dad fail. Uh, let's see. I I will say that I'm I'm forgetful, so I I, I leave my daughters. Uh, at school a lot like when they need to get picked up <laughs> um, but the good thing is, is we only live like three minutes from our school so it's, it's like they, they can call and say like dad you forgot us again I'm like hold on be there in a minute you know <laughs> um, so I mean that's, I don't I can't think of anything funny I know there is something I just can't think of it fair enough let's go Nick number right. three Favorite family activity? Eating dinner at the table. Uh, ever since ever since they've gotten old enough to do club volleyball, it seems like we don't get to do that as often. So when we all have the opportunity to, you know, for us to cook dinner, the whole process of that is sit down and, hold hands and say the blessing and, and talk about our day. And that, that's just, those days are precious. That's awesome. Um, this is a classic one. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? <laughs> it would be, uh, go listen to Craig Campbell's music. He might be the worst singer of all time. <laughs> 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 it's and, incredible and people are gonna go listen to it because they got to find out if you are exactly exactly uh-huh exactly and then they're gonna feel right. gypped because you're not yeah <laughs> your favorite dad accomplishment my favorite dad accomplishment would uh man ah uh, that's that's a tough one um, i feel like like I said earlier in the in the in the, the cast that I was I have two great kids that it makes it easy to be a dad to. It's just I feel like I feel like up to this point I've I've raised two good girls that that love Jesus and they love America and they love the Second Amendment and they love uh freedom. So I feel like I've I've done a good job about with that. Nice. I know you just, so I got pieces all hanging out right in front of my desk. I don't know if you can see, but yeah, no, I, I got one on my hip right now. And, and, and here's, I got my charging handle. So yep. tomorrow, Craig, I pick up my Mandalorian custom themed AR 15 pistol, 300 blackout. That is 
I'm just chomping at the bit, man. I cannot wait to get at this thing. It's it's so cool. So I got a buddy of mine. Speaking of what, this is perfect timing. Redcon One Weapons in Eagle Point. Uh, if you need anything firearm related, go check it out. Redcon One Weapons. Ask for Dave. Um, he's going to take care of you, whether it's Cerakote, laser engraving, parts, full builds, uppers, lowers, and everything in between. He's going to take care of you, man. And obviously, shop local, buy local. You're helping out the community. He... Just finished Cerakoten at Titanium Silver and laser engraved a custom serial number. I don't know how big of a Star Wars guy you are or if you even know what I'm about to talk about, but uh, the serial number is This Is The Way, which is a... Yeah, I'm, I'm, Okay, well, that's like so the know, main thing. I know, in, I, I, yeah, I know a little bit about Star Wars, but I'm, I'm not deep in it like some, some, uh, some super fans. This guy, right? Exactly. I'm, I'm, dude. I'm, I'm all it's over right the place on. in my fandom. But anywho, I'm so excited. Uh, I, I literally, I, I got my red dot sitting right here, ready to throw on top of that thing, and friggin', oh, I'm, I'm ready. Tomorrow is the I day. Can a, I get to shoot this thing. Sure. Yes. There's a a guy that you probably would want to get on the the, the podcast uh, named DJ Silver. We just He's had a dad. We've had we we had <laughs> Silver on, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because he he loves some Star Wars now, loves. Them. Yeah. Got what was he ninety nine? He got I think it's about ten episodes ago, give or take. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we talked about the whole Vegas thing, and and you know, and he was great, man. We were talked a little bit of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. And yeah. I brought up Star. You know, I brought my. You don't even want to. We're not going to get into the Star Wars geek that I am, but I, the fact that I've now fused two of my hobbies together into one glorious AR that is, oh, and it's a short, I'm so excited. I could, I could talk another hour just about this gun build and Redcon one weapons. <laughs> Eagle point down, <laughs> Eagle point, Oregon, go get it. Um, yeah, man. So we're looking forward to that. Um, Craig, we are about out of time, but I do want to ask you one final question. It is what I consider the most important question I ask on this show. Um, so no pressure. Here we go. If you could impart any bit of advice onto any new dad or about to be dad, what's it going to be? <laughs> um, be, be, uh, be patient. The first six months of if, if you're about to be a dad, because the first six months suck. Um, and then just be, be fair, be, uh, you know, be, be the dad. I mean, it's like there come, there'll be a time where you can be friends and you can, you can do cool things and that your kids will love you for that. But at the same time, you gotta be, gotta be fair. And it's our job to, to steer them in the right direction and, and to provide them with safety and unconditional love. So that's, that's the goal. There you have it. Well, All right. And that is that. And, and almost with perfect timing, um, I'm going to end this episode on a note. I would like you to meet my daughter, my youngest, Avery. This is Mr. Craig Campbell. He's a country music superstar. Say hi. <laughs> hey, Avery. How are you? Yes, how you were. Good. She's She's got dad through and through. She's not shy, but anytime I bring her out here on this type oh, of thing, so she just clams up. What are you doing, Clammy? <laughs> we, we could be out in a crowd of people and she's just yakking it up. You bring her on and it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. What's she, wrong? she gets a little nervous. But. All right, baby girl. I'm going to say goodbye to him pulls, and I'll be right in. Nick. 
I know. It just clams up and doesn't talk. What, baby? Can you ride your motorcycle? Yes, you can. You like that? She wants to ride her motorcycle. Kenny Rose, my youngest, has, has had dirt bikes since she was since she was uh, seven years old. Yep, she got hers at eight, so we're right close. Yeah. Except hers is a little. It's a Tesla. It's a, it's an electric uh, dirt bike. It's so cool. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, and dude, the, the, <laughs> it's quick, and and she's move all over the neighborhood. It's crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. He is Craig Campbell, country music superstar. Craig, tell everyone out there if they want to listen to your music, where's the best place to go? Man, I've been for, I've been blessed. You can just Google or just type in Craig Campbell on all the, the Spotify's and the Amazon's and the Pandora's and the Apple music that I'm the, I'm the first one that pops up. And then all of my social media is at Craig Campbell TV, except for TikTok. TikTok is at Craig Campbell music. And there you have it. Go check him awesome. out. Craig, thank you so much for making uh, some time to come on the yeah. show. We appreciate it, man. Um, We've got a Father's Day episode. We record a couple of weeks before Father's Day every year, which is coming up soon. Um, I'd like to extend an invite for you to join us on that one. Obviously, with time permitting and schedules working, uh, we understand absolutely if they don't work out, but we'd love to have you on. There's about 30 or 40 different squares this time with a smorgasbord of different celebrities. DJ Silver is going to be on it. Probably some friends okay. of yours as well. We'd love to have you on that. I'll have Nick reach out to you and your management as far as that so you don't don't need to commit right now unless you want to <laughs> well yeah i mean i do know if it's on is it on oh heck no 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 no, no. Uh, we wouldn't do that to you come on you okay. know it's we recorded a couple of weeks prior and then we air it okay, on father's well, day yeah sounds good but I mean, that I'm, would be good yeah, i'm if, if if it's a if the only thing that would keep me from doing it is if it's I've got something else going on. Fair enough. And we understand I'll that. Shoot an email out. To everyone watching worldwide, however, yeah, you may, however you may be watching, however you may be listening, thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you. Like up, subscribe, do all the things, and uh, we'll catch you on the very next episode of DadCast. And don't forget to check out our brother, our brother podcast. podcast. Go ahead, Rockstar Dad Show with Jarrett <laughs> and Gary from Bowling for Soup. There you go. All right. right. And we'll catch all of you on the very next episode. Lions Not Sheep. Go check out our website. Get your discount for some awesome clothing. And uh, we love you all. Craig Campbell, have a great rest of your day. Stay safe in that Tesla. You are amazing. We'll talk to you soon, man. Have a good one. Thanks, man. All right, man. Thank you all. See you guys. See you You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.